and start, and start off. off. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah, we live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Hard and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seas, they taking no shorts. So hot the depth. Oh yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you share for, emotions out the window. They analyze it with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part line. It's always this season if you can start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get We got what you we need. Got what you need. sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live. We got what you we need. What you need. Yeah. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get We got what you we need. What time? And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the hellest cat stick. I got what you need. 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 What you need. Oh shit. We back. Newest episode of Star Five. We're gonna try to keep it light today, because you know, Super Bowl Sunday or big game Sunday. If you are not paid and privileged to say Super Bowl, but fuck that we're renegades. If you want to think that too, but whatever, I digress. Y'all know who I am. Hit that box next to TJ's head. And why I, I, I'm saying TJ, he might as well talk because y'all y'all gonna hear a difference. Y'all see a difference. It's looking good out here. It's looking good out here. What up, kid? Thank you, thank you, sir. On the new laptop with the new camera, the new mic. So I'm feeling good. I'm glad. Um, that I'm able to come to you probably, hopefully, techn- technicality free today. So I'm feeling good about myself. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, nothing. I love new technology. I'm like a little kid all over again. It's Christmas for me. So we're fucking around playing with it. Just like a little kid who can't get his hat right. <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties, man. I don't know what's going on. It's just it's doing something wrong today. But I'm I'm here and I don't need my hat right. I need my mouth right. And y'all hey, know it is. <laughs> and right when we said technical difficulties, it goes like this. Right, Pause. right. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> forget that for a second. The man whose hat is right indoors, the birthday boy <laughs> in the building. What's up, Show yo? Up. Hey. What's going on, man? Yo, TJ, man. You're looking right, bro. You changed. You did change the tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's no delays or nothing. That's what's up. All right. That's yeah, what's up. What's, what's good, thank y'all? Thank what's good, Lisper? How you feeling, man? I'm here. I'm ready for the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Word. We're gonna. I said we're gonna try to keep it. Would you? Would you? Twenty eight today, Jay. Word. Yeah. Double that, and then close to double it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I wish. Double that times two. <laughs> 48, brother. 48. 
48. Get your oh, life you're knocking straight. on the door. You're right behind me. Yes, sir. Hey, right yo. behind me. You're knocking on the door. Hey, yo. Pause, man. Stop it with the hey, yo. <laughs> right behind me. Got to make sure my mouth works today. Oh, yeah, live today. Y'all just want to yo. <laughs> hey, God bless and good night. I'm out, yo. <laughs> 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 hey yo, hey, so oh, my mouth, I just gotta make sure my mouth works and you are right behind me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we, anyway, I have just a quick side question before we get right back to Tyrone because uh we did mention last week there was something I wanted to bring up that I just wanted to see y'all hear y'all opinions on that he made like and it caught some backlash on TikTok about it. I'm gonna play the videos in a minute, but Cause you use this a lot, Tyrone, and I always only really see Philly people when they type in ARD. Does that mean all right then? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I try to, I try to sound like ARD. Like I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I was like, I guess I get it, but I was like, I guess I get it, but is I, I, I just was sitting there breaking it down today. Like, wait a second, my dumbass finally catching up. Yeah, that just means all right, like whatever you say, all right, all right, cool, all right, whatever. Uh, that's what right. I figured. <laughs> Call me stupid, y'all. I'm really sorry, Bonnie. You know how we get down. You ain't stupid. Right. I had to look this shit up because somebody texted Bro, me that. Up, right. I'm <laughs> just too old now. Mr. So H, just... homie, yeah. where's the H at? Why is it hard for it? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh I just ask now. I don't even try to figure it out. So I'm fucking too old. I don't got no brain. They said, I always thought they were just saying hard. <laughs> I was like, you fucking pirates and shit? Like hard. Anyway. anyway. Did I mute myself? No, I think you win twice. It looks like you're, you're right. right. Because I have my laptop on the side. side. And I, I thought, thought I had my fucking mic off. No, no, I don't. don't. Bong bong, there we go. Here we go. And Big O ain't here for me to blame the normal echoes on. But uh, <laughs> this is what I needed to do. I didn't need to pop my other window up. I wanted to share a screen on this video because Tyrone <laughs> Ed said his tin cans are reverberating. But uh, Tyrone, <laughs> Tyrone uh, put this up the other day on TikTok, was talking about this. Why is it? Why is it not showing on my screen? Let's get this shit together. There we go. It's finally up. But listen. Walmart mother that brought her baby wearing only diapers in freezing weather. Woman confirmed she has been charged child neglect and facing up to six years in jail. 26 years old Cambria Darby is now behind bars. She was apprehended at Walmart car park after shoppers called authorities on her. The two-year-old was still freezing and shaking even after another shopper bought him pants, shirt, and a jacket. The mom was also seen chucking frozen bag at him. The mother was placed in custody and charged with child neglect and her toddler was secured in a warm police unit. First responders evaluated the child's condition and Child Protective Services responded and ultimately released the child to an approved relative, along with his other two siblings. 
and the Walmart worker that interfered and shared the encounter on social media is still fired by Walmart. But people have donated to her around $29,000. But what do you think about this? And will the child be in better hands now with the relative? Make sure to like and follow. All right. So first thoughts on that, y'all, like TJ and, and Jamal, like, because I, I want to save Tyrone's point and then he'll be able to add on uh, when I go back Still to, fired the, by to this video because he made his comments on there. But what are y'all like first thoughts about that situation? Bro, she brought the child out in nothing but diapers and freezing cold weather in a fucking plastic bag. Nah, that's child abuse. That is straight up child abuse. How do you bring your kid out in nothing but diapers and a plastic bag? And what's up with Walmart firing the worker because she called the cops? Because child she was recording it. What? She was recording it. She all she oh, did so was she was on the on job video. and she was recording it. Right. I mean, that's being petty, man. I mean, she's just looking out for the welfare of a child. Like, you can't understand that? Like, you still got to fire her for that because she was looking out for the welfare of the child and she was exposing the person? Like, right. the girl like, can't sue the Walmart. Like, the look girl, at the context. The girl can't. Yeah. My bad. I wasn't trying like to the, cut you off. No, it's not like the girl can sue Walmart. You know what I'm saying? For putting on a blast like that. So what is Walmart worried about? You know, she the girl wasn't saying she wasn't posting it for likes or nothing like that. She was trying to expose the person for who she was. That's it. Right. That's kind of that's crazy on both sides, man. That's crazy on both sides. But that's wild. You brought your kid out. I don't understand, man. I'm just I just think differently. I don't know. I, I could never neglect my child. Like that's not even a thought in any way, shape, or form to do anything like that to it. My kid, any of my families. Youngest siblings, my nieces, my nephews, nothing. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. It's just that's just not in me. Will, I'm gonna put that comment up, and we're gonna get back to that because that's a big, that's a big one. But let me get back to Tyrone's take on this whole joint. But people have donated to her around twenty nine thousand. So now this woman, it's gonna, it, it got twenty nine thousand dollars from you people donating to her because. Y'all feel bad for her getting fired when she violated a zero tolerance company policy. But y'all said, oh, she did it for the good of the baby. She did it for the good of the baby. And, and, and Walmart should have overlooked their company policy because of the reason why she filmed that. Okay. That's fine. That's fine and dandy that she filmed that. And that's fine and dandy that she helped out the baby and all that stuff you're saying. I'm not saying she's a bad person. But what I'm saying is that... She filmed that for what? Like, give me the reason why her filming that was a good thing. Because y'all can't. Y'all saying, oh, she filmed that. Now they got evidence that the baby was cold. They got evidence of all that. Okay, yeah, they do. They got evidence of all that. And it helps the investigation. Yeah, it does. Okay, fine. All that's true. Why did she post it on social media? She posted it on social media. She tried to embarrass that woman. Now, I understand, even if she just filmed it for the reasons why y'all saying, why did she post that? That's not something that you post on social media. And she admitted she put that shit on Facebook immediately. That's what she said. So stop with the bullshit. This woman that y'all is claiming to be a hero might have had good intentions, but she still fucking, in my opinion, did the wrong fucking thing. 
she still did the wrong fucking thing in my opinion because she didn't post that to bring attention to it. She didn't post that to have evidence. She didn't post that to uh, do any of the stuff y'all saying to help that baby because she could have helped that baby by just recording it. She could have showed the police that. She could have showed y'all services that. She should have. She could have showed everybody that, but she showed us. She showed us because she wanted us to see because she wanted the shit that's happening right now. She wanted all of this shit to happen. Oh shit! I just realized I'm a part of it. God damn it! <laughs> so before you go on, so let me ask you further, this: further clarify, like personally, I see no problem with the live posting of it because shame, shame, shame away on a disgusting parent. And yes, that does build on to add on to more evidence for proof of a shithole parent, of a shit parent. But that's my thing. But go ahead, TJ. <clears throat> I hate to bring race into this because, you know, everything should be straight across. Would she have still got fired if she was white and posted the same thing? Or would she have got suspended? Probably. I believe it's zero tolerance. I worked at Home Depot. I worked at like retail. They have a zero tolerance policy for filming customers. Now, if she, yeah, now, I, I worked point. at Home Depot before. But, but here's my take on it. it there was a customer that brought clothes for the baby and put clothes on the baby. There was other customers that said things to this woman, and we don't know these people. We haven't seen no videos of them. We haven't. We don't know who they was or not. They took action. Child services was called and child services came there. The police came there. Everybody took action. This woman that got fired didn't take no action. She filmed the lady and she put that shit up on Facebook. She didn't do anything to help that child. And everybody's saying, oh, she filmed it for evidence. She could have showed that evidence to the police. She could have showed that evidence to child services. She could have even took that to her manager and said, hey, listen, I know we're not supposed to be filming people, but this woman has got this baby out here fucked up and I just wanted to get record of it, blah, 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 and she would have kept her job. I'm not saying that she was wrong. I'm saying that people are attacking Walmart for firing her when I feel like they were justifying her firing, number one. And number two, there's no reason you could tell me for her posting it on social media other than, yeah, okay, maybe she did want to shame and embarrass the woman, but it's that, I don't I don't like that. I don't like shaming and embarrassing all so, people. So, <clears throat> so, so, so let's say this. Maybe Let's say the customer's didn't buy the child's clothes. Didn't nobody call the police? Child services never showed up. How are we supposed to know what happened? Except Listen, for her taking a video to the police station and no, doing no. it. No, that's no, the no, only no. way. I mean, no, that's no. the quickest way to start get somebody. Yeah. yeah. On but she did not. My point is that she posted it on social media, bro. That's my point. I don't think she posted it on social media to bring attention to it. She was right there. The, the customers called the police. The customers brought her clothes. Everybody right there took action. So it didn't have to go on social media. So everybody's trying to say she posted it on social media to help the baby. That I don't believe that. I believe she posted it on social media because she knew that all of this shit was going to happen. She knew all of this shit was going to happen after she posted that video. That's what she posted for. She wanted like She wanted all of this shit. This right here, what Ed said, is where my mind is. is. Sometimes in civilized society, shaming is import is an important tool in changing behavior. And that's and that's part my thing behind it. Like I have no issue with her doing that 
via social media because like you said and like kind of kind of to connect what you and TJ was just discussing now where TJ put the what if nobody reacted in time and but you said well she could have just recorded and then brought it to the manager then brought it to the thing what if the manager was like <laughs> you know what good dumb type of people deserve to be walking around like that anyway brushed off and then now we got to wait for police when the social media the social media aspect of things instant no they called the police instant attention they still have saying call if, if, if nothing ever nobody nobody took action and they, no they right just right I, I know what walk he's saying out, it, walk out it, with it Right. Yeah, you're talking no. what what actually happened compared to what what we were talking is is what if nobody <clears throat> called the police? What I'm saying is this, right? If nobody didn't call the police as in that moment, then none of that none of that stuff would have transacted in that moment, right? Walmart probably would have never known that she even did that. She would have kept her job and everything, and social services wouldn't have gotten involved or none of that. But I'm saying, if this girl wanted to help that child for real, she could have called the police. What do you mean? What if nobody called the police? She could have called the police herself. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You see but what I'm saying? Again, so, no, no. I, you don't even have, hold on because I agree with you in that point. She could have passed, but we don't know if she picked up the phone first, called the police, then started recording. For evidence like because to because again for me to be honest with you a public i'm first off it was a public display of disrespect the mother being out there like that alone so working on top of that like that's crazy don't and then throwing the throwing the frozen frozen food at your frozen child who's sitting in a fucking garbage bag like if you if you are not nah. shamed, ashamed of walking around with your child like that, you shouldn't have you. She damn sure didn't show the same shame in being recorded live. She does. So fuck your she feelings. She doesn't deserve. She doesn't deserve the privilege of of. She doesn't deserve the privilege of uh, being a the care of her child. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't okay. deserve that privilege at all. You all. I get what you're saying, Ty. With the zero pilot salary, uh, zero yeah. uh, tolerance that's policy. Just corp- that's be a company man. No, they're, they're, company they're just man. covering their ass. They're covering right. their ass. They're covering their ass. And that's what they're doing. I'm saying that I don't. Okay, so here's my thing, though. We cannot dispute that Walmart had absolutely every right to fire this girl. And we can't blame, we can't say, oh, we're, we're under the assumption that Walmart was like, we're firing her, we don't give a fuck about that baby and all that. That's what we're assuming, right? But okay, that might be a good assumption. But y'all also assuming that this girl put posted that on social media for the reasons why y'all think she did. When I'm thinking that she did, I don't, I don't for me, yep, I'm I here. see what you're saying, but this, I'm seeing what you're saying, but where's common sense fall into this as a corporate, as a corporation? Where does common sense fall in? Common sense says, Where does common sense fall in? Common sense says, hey, you got it to show to the police. You got it to show to your manager. Common sense also says, hey, you should not have put that on social media. So the only problem I have within this is 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 I I I I get everything you said. I and I agree to a point. It's just you're showing corporate company man over. The person that's all i'm the only view i'm getting out of this is is pro company which i understand every company has a policy 
But what what to what TJ is saying to where I really ultimately agree in is management could have used some level of discretion. That's it. That's really what all I'm saying. saying. That's what, what I'm saying. saying. Is that this is not about corporate policy. This is not about no. Well, this is about me. If I was a manager in that situation, me, Tyrone was the manager, I would have fired her because I just don't believe she should have posted that on social media. If she would have showed me that recording and she would have talked to me, cool. But to post it on social media, I think was an unnecessary step. And and that's where I would have been with that. That's me personally. I would even if I was there. If I was there and I would have got that baby clothes and I would have did everything to help that baby and I would have talked to that woman and I would have recorded that video, y'all, I would have never, y'all would have never saw it because I wouldn't put it on social media because even though, yeah, y'all think that's you, that, oh, that Tyrone, you speaking about what you would do. Right. And that's what I feel. That's my opinion would be the right thing to do. And that's what I said. I said, in my opinion, she did. I believe that woman did okay. the wrong thing. In my opinion, she did the wrong thing. To me. Now, all y'all people that saying she did the right thing and saying, oh, she helped the baby out, that's cool. But I don't think that was her intentions when she posted that on social media. And I'm saying to y'all that I could have handled it the same exact way and it wouldn't have been on social media at all. So, and that so, baby got so, the same so, result so, so here's this, right? She's obviously a younger person, right? So what is the first thing when somebody of that age group records something? What is their first reaction to do? Post that shit. That is their first and foremost. That's all they think. Put it on social media. Yeah, but for something right. like that, isn't but see because but they're trying it, again, to get Kurt, views, they're trying to get looks, they're trying to get but, 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 but here's the the difference in that is the difference in it, it, again put it context to all of this right. And I don't mind talking about this because I said I'm a parent, TJ's a parent, you're a parent, you know what I'm saying? But the con contextually, I don't I don't view something like that as a let me shoot my shot to get some views or to get some looks on my page. That's not something that anybody would be proud of getting views and looks at and shit. That to what? me is is yo, look at this disgusting parent. How are our people walking around looking like this or acting like this? It and and it goes back to what Ed said before. It's the public shaming part to me that it's to is the full effect of it. And then it 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 just adds on. And in some ways, in some ways, and in some respects, it makes the law enforcement and made okay. child protective services react a little quicker. What about this concept, Dan? I want to just throw this out there to y'all, right? We as black folks get torn down enough. And I'm not saying this woman was right. I'm saying she's a terrible person. I agree with y'all. Terrible person. Should have never had her kid right. out like that. If that was my baby mom, some hands and feet might have been, I would have called the sisters out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We know that, right? But where does it stop? Where does it say, hey, we got to shame our own people? Like, that's what I thought about too. Like, I know this woman is bad. I know she might deserve everything that's coming to her. But I don't feel right, like, we always get painted in the bad light, and I don't like that our people is putting our people in there showing the bad part of our society. Bro. I knew you was gonna answer your you. I knew you was gonna give a question and answer your own question at the same time. Let me answer the question you wanted to deliver. I'm sorry, but sometimes fuck that, cause I'm I'm be the first one, even though I and I put it to y'all like this. 
on my job, people who shared my melanin wanted to fight me the most on my job. Well, I ain't really do shit. What I ain't really do shit, to be honest with you. But mostly people of my own melanin wanted to fight my own job. So I always roll with the understanding of every brother ain't your brother, number one. You know, every person of color ain't your person. But sometimes, and it depends on the situation, like that one that we showed. I'm sorry, fuck that. There's no keeping shit. Stuff like that is that old school, we gonna keep it in the house, ain't nobody, nah. Nah, if you a piece of shit out here, I I would like to know who the piece of shits are. Especially when it comes Shane. to the children. Jamal, did you you say you stepped away for a minute, but did you catch on to what was going I, on? I was trying to catch up. That's right, right when that video started playing is when my shit went berserk here. Okay. So yeah. it was a, a woman who bugged out in Walmart with her mm -hmm. child, walking with her child in a Walmart. Mm -hmm. in the, the kid was riding in the shopper cart was dressed in a plastic bag and just a diaper, freezing his ass Freezing off. cold. Freezing cold outside. And so what yeah. happened was is a Walmart employee mm -hmm. put it on live to to show this woman, like, yo, this is, this is crazy. And then other people called the police. Police finally got mm -hmm. involved. Child Protective Services finally got involved. Got the child taken away from the mother. The mother got arrested. People bought people who are other people within the store bought the child clothes, things like that, in the moment to help okay. him out. Yeah. But Tyrone's beef was, well, Walmart, the company, had every right to fire her. Oh, they fired the woman for it? Yeah, they fired her for, for Yeah, because they have a it. zero talents problem. Right. So they fired her for recording it. They fired her for posting it, basically. Right, which it was a lie. They fired him for then. Yeah, they it was a lie. Right. Okay. All so right. Ready? Well, in a world where multiple things can be true and right, if that's the rules and she got fired, she got fired. If that's the rules, she did a great thing. She could hold her head up high. It's a fucking Walmart job. You can go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> if that kid got saved, she did the right fucking thing. Um, uh, it's a fucking shitty thing for well, Walmart to do, but is Walmart is a, is Walmart not a shitty ass place? The company, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's probably the, the, I guess the, one of the wealthiest companies, if not the wealthiest company. But I mean, it's fucking Walmart. You know what I mean? It's not the first time Walmart has well, she got it involved. She got what? They gave her they gave her twenty nine thousand dollars on a GoFundMe. So the girl's all right now. Yeah. Who I got mean, fired? Target to hire her, bro. I mean. You know, it's 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 fucked up. Walmart has has never had a good public persona anyway. And if there's a wrong move to make, they're gonna make it. They've done it several times. You know, so this it, it's not surprising. It's not surprising at all. But that woman, that woman saved the child. Who knows how much worse that could have went if there wasn't any intervention in that scenario with that family. Right. You know, so. But that was that. Like I said, I just wanted to make it, because I wanted to briefly talk about that piece of shit parent and mm -hmm. make it fair because I didn't want to talk about it with Tyrone not being here. You know what I'm saying? Because it was his TikTok that I even was, I even found out about it, to be honest with you. But, um. 
Is that parent yeah. even well, bro? How are you gonna have your kid dressed in a plastic bag? That, that's that's not that's not that's not um like that's not TJ, mental wellness. Like TJ called out, the bitch was twerking in the aisles while people yeah. were, other people were recording it too. <laughs> but yeah, while while, while the people were following yeah. this shit, she's twerking, bugging out. Throwing frozen food bags at a kid while he's in the sitting in the car and all dumb shit. That shit sounds like a cry for help to me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like well she has another kid, yeah. so you might be right. It, it might yeah, be man. too much for her to handle. Yeah, but Jesus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't take it out on the kid, man. Do not take it out on. It's not the kid's fault. He's here. It's not yeah. the kid's fault. He's here. Period. Right. Period. Kid got nothing to do with being here. You right. made that decision. Right. Now you got to be responsible for that decision. If you're going to say fuck it, then put the kid in a better situation. But don't abuse the child because you can't handle it. That's just fucking yeah. ridiculous. That's fucking right. ridiculous. With all the help out here that you could possibly get to make sure your kids are good, you if you're not trying to take advantage of every avenue or every outlet that's trying to help you raise these kids... No matter how many you got, you need to do that. But don't abuse the child and bring him out and freeze the cold. You might as well let the child in the car with no heat on and just turn the car off. What the fuck you bring him inside for? Nobody would have probably ever saw the kid because it was dark outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Right. Don't need to be no parent. I mean, that's just. But right now, though, everybody put your your mics on mute real quick. Everybody put your mics on mute. Quick moment of silence, man, for respect for the brother. Thanks for Will for reminding us of this, man. Sammy J. We lost a brother, I believe, last year. Today was his birthday also, Jamal. So happy happy birthday to the late young great because that bro that brother was on his way to just doing phenomenal things. And to find out he would have only been 32 while this kid was rolling with his doctorate, was teaching at Villanova, was a professor, professor at Villanova. Fellow Eagles fan. I'm still a little sad that I never got the opportunity to kick it with the brother, which, you know, been he used to be a big supporter of the show. You know, like he was in every week when JP was still a part of the show, which JP still always forever remember the show. Foundation of peace. But he was in every, all the time, every week, been on the show multiple times. So big friend of the show. Rest easy, Sammy, and, and a late happy birthday to you, man. But now we're going to go quickly to the sport that he loved, which was football. We gave our predictions last week. Tyrone, you wasn't here. What was your prediction for the Super Bowl? And then we're going to get into this uh, Hall of Fame uh, finalists and inductees. Um, the Chiefs, I'm not I'm not going to bet against Mahomes at all under no circumstances. I can't I can't see what y'all think because um. I don't care what nobody says. It comes down to the quarterbacks, and then it's Mahomes and it's Parody. And if I have to count on one of them to win the game, I'm counting on Patrick Mahomes. Well, you can't say y'all because only TJ picked the 49ers. 
<laughs> can can I say this? Is betting against Mahomes just like trying to bet against Brady at this point? If he wins today, then then I might yeah. give him that title. Time is terrific. But yo, side note. <laughs> side note. <laughs> Fuck that. Side note though. Side note. I was watching a video today, uh, a quick little. No, it was last night. It was on YouTube. Um, it was a clip of Cam Newton talking to Warren Sapp. Ooh, I saw that. And he was, you know, the 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 label of, you know, the label I hate about quarterbacks. What's that game label? manager? Came up, and. Warren said, you know, he, he, he meant, you know, Cam mentioned about Brad Johnson and Cam, Warren stopped him like, whoa, whoa, whoa. For things you don't do is you don't talk about my coach. You don't talk about my, my, my teammates. No, he said, I think he said my coach, my kicker and my quarterback. He's like, those are the things you don't talk about. But he was just like, but, but be real. Like, was he, wasn't he a game manager? Like, wasn't, you know, and then Warren Sapp hit him with the, but what about Tom Brady? And then they said, the ultimate game manager. Elite, they called him. Yeah, yeah, elite game manager. So, Jamal, like, you know how I keep talking about this dumbass label. To say Tom Brady is an elite game manager, and I'm sorry if I'm going to say it like this, but to feed my ego, doesn't that kind of prove when I say all quarterbacks' jobs are to manage the fucking game. <laughs> like, to say Tom Brady is an elite, the game, man, like, that, that, the quarterbacks, I've, I've been saying this shit forever, the quarterback's job is to manage the fucking game. On the offensive side of the ball, that is. Correct, but a quarterback is a difference maker. Who said this? Warren Sapp said said Tom Brady's a game manager. No, no, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. <laughs> here's, that face. Here's, here's that my face. Thing. That face. Here's my thing. You know, he's a game manager quarterback to me is a guy that you put in and you say, "Hey, man, look, run the play." If we say, "Don't lose the game," right? The difference between uh, Brock Purdy being a game manager and Tom Brady is this. You can also say, hey, Tom, look, nothing we're doing is working. We're going to need you to go win this. Go win us the game. Right. Exactly. You got a quarterback that can go win the game, and you got a quarterback that can just manage to not lose the game. That's where it goes for me. If I had to say, if if you tell Tom Brady, go out there and win this game, Tom Brady can do it. Now, Cam Newton has that opinion because Cam Newton was doing all that extra shit. He's doing a lot of running. He's doing a lot of throwing. He's doing everything to win the game. So he can so, so he can. He also has a podcast to sell. So he's going to say something. No. Like that. So Warren Sapp called him a glorified running back right before all that shit started. He said, you're nothing but a glorified running back. You went to attack. He said, you went to attack and hunt D-backs when you were running a ball. And, and Cam was like, no, that's not what I did. I did it because I could. But I, he called himself a game manager. He called himself a game manager. But he got a little tight because Warren Sapp called him a glorified running back. And that's how the whole <laughs> thing kicked Context off. Context is everything. Game, game, <laughs> game, management, 
cannot be put out there to go win the game for me. And that's where I go. If the 49ers right now said, hey, we need to win this game and nothing we're doing is working, who are they going to go to? They're going to tell Christian McCaffrey to win that game. Not Brock Purdy. But Brad Johnson didn't win games for the Ravens during that year. The defense won the game. It's the same argument you put up for Eli Manning. It was like the defense got them, the defense got them to where they were, and that was it. It was that defensive line. Like Eli Manning did nothing to go out and win the game. And I'm raising my hand to say, because they led off the conversation talking about Brock Purdy saying Brock Purdy is a game manager. But Brock Purdy's arm put them in position to win many games this year. So that's that's why that whole fucking label is stupid. Because the fucking quarterback's job is to manage the game. Is to manage the game to go win the game if needed. That's their job. No, the difference to me is bad quarterbacks are job is to manage the game. Good quarterback's job is to win the game. That's a difference. Every quarterback's job is to win the game. No, what are not. you talking about? No, it's not. Since when? when? Since you gotta, when? No, it's not. It's not the quarterback's job to win the game. It's the quarterback's job. Quarterbacks that aren't good, it's their job. They have quarterbacks that they say just don't lose the game. Just do not lose Ed the game. It. Do the Ed best you can to not lose. Then he's not out there to win the game. He's out there to do the best he can to not cause them to lose the game. We got our defense. We're going to play our defense. We're going to see what we can do. Just don't throw no interception. Just don't lose the game. You Just play to no. win the game Just in every that's position. Not that's not true, man. The talent can't do that. Some people cannot it's, win the it game. It is true because – because if if they're picking on a corner and they're just cooking his ass for th- for three or four pass plays down the field, and they, they nobody can stop the wide receiver because he's getting open every time, the the quarterback got nothing to do with that. The corner is losing the game for the team on defense, and they got to send help to that side. Actually, that's not true. If that's happening, it's up to the defensive coordinator to make adjustments to negate what's happening over there on that side of the field. But the deep, but the safety sees what's happening. All the players sees what's happening. They see this guy's getting cooked. Both things are true there. Both things are true right there. Because yes, the coordinator should be the one. Hey, get your bum ass out and put somebody else in. So what happens? So what? What happens when you have a quarterback out here that's doing too much? That's trying to make throws that he can't make. Hero ball. Do too much shit yeah. and end up with interceptions and cost the team the game, right? What, hero, that's hero what I'm ball. talking about. Yeah. When you got a quarterback out there that's trying to win the game that don't got the skills to win the game. Well, he, so then boy, you know plays. what that is, Tyrone? That's the quarterback who mismanaged the game. No, <laughs> in case Lamar no, Jackson missed wide open receivers last two weeks ago. Lamar Jackson missed wide open receivers two weeks ago, overthrowing them for big yards and big first downs and big plays, and that changed the momentum of the game. It changed the premise of the game because he yeah, didn't yeah, make the throws. Mismanagement of the fucking game. He didn't game. make the throws. Lamar Jackson was doing too right. much. He wasn't mismanaging the game. He was doing too much. But, you he know, football is not, it's, it's not a game of, of one-on-ones anymore. It, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of adjustments and game plans. Jamal, it's, it's a game of weaknesses. The game of football is never a game on one-on-one. And you right, know that's what I'm saying. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not a game of one on ones. That's just why you know. Um, I don't think there's any game in it. It's a game of it. 
it's a sport of game plans and adjustments and real time adjustments. Yeah. You know, real time. You know, the, the closest thing, I mean, this is why, you know, uh, defenses play one on one in the backfield, and, you know, at the lowest percentage ever because you're just asking, you're just asking for disaster for that these days. You know what I mean? So, um, outside of the trenches, you, you very rarely see one on one complete battles where you can't make an adjustment to. So, it's, it's all about real time adjustments. All about real time adjustments. The team sport, you play to win at every position. If you're getting cooked on one side of the field or on one spot, you got to make an adjustment to get that thing some help. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's about who can move, who can move their chess pieces the best, man. And right. it brings yeah. me back. Yeah. It brings me back to Ed's comment here that I kind of skipped over. The QB's top priority is to move the chains and manage the game. What Tyrone, you're shaking your head. No, but no. What do you have to do? What do you have to do to score points in this league? Listen, you gotta move. You gotta move the change. Yes or no? It's not every quarterback's priority to move the change and manage the game. There are some quarterbacks that go out there with to try to win the game, just like Lamar Jackson was doing, just like Josh Allen's doing. There's a difference. There's a difference in moving the change and managing the game. You can throw five, six yard passes and move the change and manage the game. Don't can you pause. throw deep balls? Can you pause. reach deep? There's pause. a lot more. Pause on your balls, real quick. Pause on your deep balls, real quick. <laughs> So, 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 right? So, as you called him just a minute ago, right? So, Tommy Terrific, right? You know, first four Super Bowls. What did he do to win each Super Bowl? Manage the game, move the chain so Adam and Terry can kick the fucking field goal. But it's yep. different because it's Tommy. It's no, different, it's right? Not, it's different. Listen, if you got a if you got a if you got a stud running back and they stack eight in a box and he can't get shit on, it's on the quarterback at that point to make sure to to move the chains because they're daring you to throw the ball. They're like daring you, you to throw the ball. Why they daring you to throw the ball? Because they know you can't throw the ball. Like Ed says right here, that's where the trouble there are some, the Ed said there are some QBs that need better coaches to stop them from trying to win games. Right. That's on middle management right. letting the talent wild out, especially if it's not working. If it's not working. I agree with that. But I'm saying to you, like, if I'm a coach, I got quarterbacks that I can go out there and I can say, hey, listen, manage the game, use your check downs, do all this stuff because I'm because I know you're not that good and I don't want you to lose. Whereas I got quarterbacks out there that I can go and say, listen, go out there and do whatever you got to do to win this game, bro. And that's the difference between a quarterback that manages the game and a quarterback See, that I can count on to win the game. That dumbass take just set my sister's car alarm off. Because <laughs> I got, and, I, and I'm saying it like this, and Jamal, yo, if you are a fucking coach, right? That's going to tell your quarterback, hey, I need you to go out there and manage the game and not. To, your ass should be fired. Coaches do it all the time. What are you talking about? Your ass should be fired. You have that. That's that shows a, a, a no. That shows true. a lack of belief in your players and you, in your playbook I to go not. win you a game. I do not believe 
in my players. Some players so don't the they, they not believe in. So they, the team is not going to perform if you don't believe in your players, bro. Thank you. Why are you a fucking coach if you don't believe in your players? This is outside. This is people. This is talk of people like us who sit on the fucking sidelines and think that they know what's going on. This is why we don't have fucking coaching jobs in the NFL. Yo. Y'all acting like y'all acting like every NFL coach. Y'all acting like if Patrick Mahomes went down right now, that Andy Reid would have faith in the backup winning the Super Bowl, which is not true. We want to act like that's true. It's not. So you think people go in there and say, just please, just don't throw no interceptions, and we're gonna let the defense try to win if, this game. Yo, if if you really think that that's what goes on, then every coach that ever does that. Needs so how do you, to be fucking so fired. So, so how do you reel a quarterback in that's doing too much then? What do you tell him? You bench his ass or put the backup in. You're not because do that. You, if it's Cam Newton, if it's Lamar Jackson should have been benched then last week. I mean, two weeks ago. He no, been bro. You, he you, was doing too much. You're wilding. You he are was doing wilding too much. right now. I'm t- Lamar Jackson was doing too much you last week. You're so wilding been right now. Right? That wasn't the offensive coordinator. That wasn't the game plan the offensive coordinator d- drew up. He decided to make this no, dude who's, who's no, deadly with no, his legs no. drop back and throw how many times? Arm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't believe, nobody believes in the backup quarterback. That's why he's the backup quarterback. Yo, no, the wild. Backup, the backup quarterback is supposed to be the fucking insurance policy for if the starter goes down. What are you no, talking about? The backup about? quarterback is the guy you say, don't lose this motherfucking game, dog. Yo, you, 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 uh, you don't lose this you, game, bro. I love you, but you are fucking brainwashed to like all the bad take radio. You'd be fired theories. on day one. Day You'd be fired on day two, one, bro. Three. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see a black man lose his job now. Holy shit. What? Yo, here, look, <laughs> hold on. Ed said, if Walmart can fire someone for take for taking video, an NFL coach can fire a starting quarterback for not listening to direction. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless it's Jameis Winston. When the Baltimore Ravens won that Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, right? Do y'all think that that, co- that, that coach told, gave Trent Dilfer any range? No, he knew Trent Dilfer wasn't good enough. He said, look, we got the best defense in the league. They we knew his strengths and weaknesses, Tyrone. Don't they knew his the strengths game. and weaknesses. And then they oh. game planned for his strengths and his weaknesses. Thank you. They were like, we're not going to oh. throw 50-yard, so, 80-yard bombs because so you can't do it, bro. So, so we're going to throw you point. check downs and 10, yeah. 15 yard passes. Yeah. That's, That's it. That's, That's recognizing what you have in front of you yeah. and game planning so Not- you can be successful as a team. Yeah. A they were playing to the team's strengths. That team's strength was the defense <laughs> and that motherfucking running back they had. If you they, got a game manager, you need to have a game quarterback. But that's not every quarterback because Josh Allen, um, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, they are game-winning quarterbacks. They don't manage shit. They win. Tom Brady, once again, and I'm going to repeat, Tom Brady (laughs) – 
manage the offense to move the fucking chains for Adam Vinatieri to kick every, field goals for them every, to win Super Bowls. They had to count Tom on Brady him to didn't win, win the fucking game. Adam Vinatieri's fucking leg won them damn Super Bowls. What are you, you talking about? Tom, you had to count on you Tom managed Brady to, so, to so, win the game. So Tyrone, so Tyrone <laughs> when you're up like 10 or 15 points, right? What is your plan to do after that? Manage the game so you can't fucking lose so it. So you don't anymore. lose it. Move exactly. the chains, eight o'clock, and then hopefully your defense shuts them down after that. And what happened Way in that Super Bowl? What happened in that Super Bowl with the Falcons when they was winning the game and they was going to win the game? And your boy, the quarterback, tried to do too much and fucking cost them the comeback. What happened to Julian? And then that Julian. That was on the coaches. Defensive coordinator. That was on the coaches. How many, the how many points did, did Matty Ice back. put up? How many points did he put up? Matty Ice, time out. Did Matty Ice not take a sack that took them out of field goal range that would have put him up by 10 late? Did it, and didn't him? Julian Edelman, didn't Julian Edelman they make a fucking incredible up. catch that Fam. turned the tide of the game? They were up by multiple touchdowns. That was a defensive collapse, bro. That's it. He did his job. That had nothing to do with the offense. Matty Ice still had a chance to win them that game, and he fucked up. And y'all trying to ignore that fact that he took a 10-yard sack that took them out of field goal. But he should have never been in that position if the defense didn't give him four fucking touchdowns. He was, and he lost them the game. But give him four touchdowns. This is the problem when you're yelling outside. But this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem when you focus your football talk around just the fucking quarterback. Jamal said it. It was a fucking defensive collapse. The defensive coordinator was pure ass in that play. He didn't manage his defense to win the fucking game and Man, keep the score up. But no, everybody thing. wants to put it on Maddie Ice. Because he, he fucked up. At the, he made the play that cost But that game. defense should have never gave up 28 points. Thank you. You still had a chance to win. And you pulled that <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know not to take a sack that puts me out of field goal range in that in that position. Even I know you can throw the ball away. So uh, why was he in that position that... in the first place? Thank you. Why was, was he in that position in the first place? Thank you. Why was he in the position in the first place? Thank you. Had nothing to do with Matty Ice. The position he was in in the first place had nothing so, to do with him. So you're going to disregard his ultimate mistake. Be if if it's no, but no, if the see, defense doesn't job, there is no mistake. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Thank you. The fuck are you talking about? If the defense doesn't job, there's no mistakes. <laughs> they win the game. The fuck are you talking oh. about, bro? TJ's computer is working fucking amazing today. <laughs> this is like the most interaction I heard from TJ. <laughs> with, yeah, no tape, with no tape delays, no canon. <laughs> but anyway, enough of that because I'm tired of yelling at Tyrone. Let's 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 get. <laughs> I love it. He loves to stand on his business, and if he's a punching bag, he take it. He stands on his shit. No matter how wrong he is, he stood on his shit. And that's what it is. But look, we are up to the Hall of Fame inductions. Um, I did have the list of everybody who was uh there's some if somebody could pull it up for me, because uh I wanted to talk about the finalists, I mean the, the semifinalists 
and the finalists who made it. I do have the list of the finalists who made it. And I'll just run through those names. But I wanted to go with all the other names, too, that just missed. But Dwight Freeney is in. Devin Hester, that's the biggest one. I know we might spend some time talking about that, but he's finally in. Andre Johnson is in. Steve Mongo McMichael, WCW got an NFL Hall of Famer in. (laughs) Julius Peppers is in. Patrick Willis. This is he's one of those guys for some reason that like as soon as it was all said and done for him, we kind of knew he was going in. Any 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 I'm gonna start with you, Tyrone, the man with the, the most problems with everything. Do you have any problems with anybody that made it in? Um, yeah, I don't listen. I believe that Hall of Fame should have like specific uh wings for people to get in, but not actually get in for real. Like they should have like like for Robert Oy, they should have like a big shot Bob thing, a tribute to him, but not actually put that man in the Hall of Fame because Robert Oy don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And that's the same way I feel about Devin Hester. If, if he's he in the Hall of Fame series. building, he's in the Hall of Fame, bro. No, I mean if he got a wing in the Hall of Fame, he's in the Hall of Fame. No, I'm not talking about I'm talking about not being a Hall of Fame inductee. They should have like an honorable mention thing or a plaque or something that's saying like Robert Oy made these shots, blah blah blah. Because Robert Oy can say I got a plaque in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a plaque in there, but he ain't got a bust in that John. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 well then no. Well then no, then Robert Oy don't go in the Hall of Fame at all, then basically there, and neither does Devin Hester. I don't care because all of his accolades, all of them run back, all of them returns, that's cool and everything. But he was a wide receiver. He ain't he was not a good wide receiver. And he ain't going into the First Hall of, of Fame. All, he was a cornerback. He, he wasn't a wide well, receiver. I mean, well, whatever. He wasn't good at none of that. See, I didn't even know what position he played because he was guard by no, he was a wide re- he was a wide receiver, but part of being in the Hall of Fame is you were one of the best at what you did. Yeah, but his job that man was, was there was nobody who played the return game better than what that man did. Listen, man, when they put when they put practice players on, on special team return shit, I don't care about them. Okay. I don't care about the special team. If your job was to be a wide receiver or cornerback and you sucked at that, then you don't you're not a Hall of Fame football player. I his, don't care. His job, his job also happened to be the best fucking returner in the game. Uh, and the best return guy we ever seen. Like, real Dang quick, Jamal, I want to just lose. said, you know you're getting old when you have a clear recollection of these players playing, and now they're going into the hall. Absolutely. And, and on top of that, some of them are younger than us. How about that? But go ahead, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> they're all younger than right. me, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're watching the sons of the plays you grew up watching play now, you know your ass is old. You know that I mean? part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, no, I'm, I'm good with Devin Hester getting in. Kick returner and punt returner are NFL positions, and he was the best at those positions. He deserves to get in for it. It's also one of the hardest ways to score in the NFL, Absolutely. period. Without, no, matter, no, matter, no matter what practice up with play an offensive you line put. And they're getting a play drawn for you. <laughs> That's one of the hardest things to do, and they would legitimately game plan for him not to get the ball so he couldn't hurt them or flip the field or affect the game in that way. See, now if, that if, if is game-changing. 
<laughs> that's if not game managing. Game planning. That's game changing. No, if they're <laughs> if if they're game planning for you to not touch the ball, that means you are doing something significantly well that they don't want you to affect the game in that way. And you deserve to be recognized for that. That's what they're doing. And kick return, punt return is what Devin Hester did the best. He was able to read his his coverage and make the proper cuts and go to the house. He also had speed. So, I mean, speed kills. But to be, to be able to read the kickoff coverage and then return the shit 70, 80, it's not like he was going 25 yards or 65 yards. The man was running 60, 70 80 yards per kick return. That's not easy to do. You have to have the stamina to do that multiple times. That's not easy, bro. I just don't feel like that's enough contribution to the sport for me to say that that motherfucker is a Hall of Fame. <laughs> I just don't feel that way. That's just some me. Of his, some of his returns in play is what helped the Bears make it to that Super Bowl. Oh, for real. That garbage for real. <laughs> for real. Oh, because they had that game managing quarterback that definitely couldn't win it for him. Well, mm-hmm. no. shout mm-hmm. out to the best halftime well performance said. ever. Well said. Purple rain when it rained. But um, but yeah, nah, <laughs> I mean, so so I mean, no, just side note, we'll get back to the other inductees and other people who might not have made it. But um, so you don't think kickers belong in there either, then Tyrone, huh? If they only kick kickoffs, no. If they kick field goals, then yeah, they contribute. Oh, okay, they, okay. That's thing. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Because well, Adam Vinatieri, once again, Adam Vinatieri should be a fucking <laughs> first ballot Hall hey, of Famer. What about a punter? I'm not putting no punter in the Hall of Fame. That's for sure. I. It depends, but see, that's a tricky one because. Punting can change the fucking the, the dynamic and the scope of a game. I mean, every and let's let me stop. Every piece on the football field is important to the scope what of Jamal the overall earlier. game. Every position, every single piece, every position. So we counts. gotta stop fronting guys, just because they don't score points. If this dude is constantly pinning your team inside the ten yard line. Every time they kick the ball off, that's a problem. That's a problem no. for the offense. If that's your a kicks problem are for averaging 50, 60 yards a punt, like, come on. Like, come like on. everything that y'all say could be correct. But if y'all know me by now, y'all know I like sexy. I like the sexy shit. Yeah. I don't like to the, 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 know that the punter has got him within 10 to 10 yard line every time. But I don't care. I like the sexy shit. I want you like X, you don't like X's and O's. No, no, you like, I do not. No, I do not. I like care because that, that, that means my defense gets to tee off on the fucking quarterback inside the 10 yard line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tyrone and the chicks dig the long balls. Pause. <laughs> Pause. I was going to say that. I, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say it because of that. I didn't want to say it because of that. <laughs> but not, nah, but I, right, but like, yo, Dwight Freeney making it, Julius Peppers making it, Mongo McMichael's defensive lineman heavy in this one, man. Like, how, how do we see them, Jamal? How do you see them? No, I don't have a problem with any of the, the inductees, man. I'm surprised it took McMichael that ball to get in. Word. Because when was that Super Bowl? How many, how many years? Yeah. <laughs> 
We're talking what forty years almost? Forty years? Shit. But no, that was you know, I don't have. There's nobody in there. Who wasn't a monster that they that they that's gotten inducted? You know what right. I mean? Who's the wide Who receiver you said that made it then? Andre Johnson. Oh. I don't, well, his, tough, I don't know enough about his issues. numbers, though. I mean, I know he, you know, I know he was nasty, but I don't know enough about his numbers to say he should, he doesn't deserve to be in. So, yeah, like what I was reading, a, a lot of the a lot of the inductees this year, many of them were like stayed with one team. He was one of them who just stayed yeah. with the Houston Texans, and that was it. And when they moved, he was gone. It's like Megatron, right? You know, across the board, though, I think Hall of Fame standards in most sports should probably be raised a little bit. Because I think oh, popularity and, and popularity plays a lot into it nowadays and coverage, the way sports is covered and, 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 and what have you. But I think I think the Hall of Fame should be reserved for the absolute elite of the elite. You know what I mean? But, but the, I mean, the most dominant at their position, right? Correct. Yeah. I see, but yeah. I see you on that. But I, but in a way, I disagree because To shouldn't have waited past the first his first uh, time going in. Well, you know what that was that 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 that, that was nothing legitimate. You know what I mean? Okay. It was popularity. Yeah. You know, the problem. I think To's a first ballot should have got in right away as soon as eligible. I mean, how many wide receivers can we say? How many wide receivers can you say are better than T.O.? Maybe only, maybe, and I personally mean maybe. Thank, that's that was Rice. my point. That's right. Maybe there's a, there's a trilogy of wide receivers well, who could be who, who could be argued as the best, and there's a maybe in front of all of them. Maybe that guy's the best. Maybe that guy's it, the best. Maybe that guy's the best. T.O. to me was just as good as Jerry Rice. What could Jerry Rice do that T.O. could? That's I why I said know. maybe. That's the, that's, the, that's the argument. That's why I was like, he's yeah. Those guys are it's yeah. the Hall of Famers to me. First but ballot Hall of Famers. Here's my argument with raising the quality of the Hall of Fame when you got a guy like Eli Manning, right? Now let's let's be clear, Eli Manning. If you raise the quality, what are you raising it based on? Because if you raise it based on stats, Eli can get in, but his stats are based on him playing every game for 10 years and straight. You know what I mean? Any quarterback that can play that long can get the stat statistical numbers. So now if Eli hadn't had the stats, right, mm -hmm. then if you raise the standard based on winning, Eli's won two Super Bowls. So does he get in for that? So how do you – so what's the standard on raising? Because if you raise the stats, somebody that played you, for a long time can get the stats. Eli's not, not in. Are you knocking – Are you knocking him for being – be, be, being able to maintain up for work. being healthy, maintaining to be healthy because he got his ass <laughs> right. He got his shit clocked. He, he got his shit clocked more than once. He, you know he never saying? got fired from Walmart. Here's my thing: like longevity. Like there are people who have a lot of stats because they've been in the NFL for a long time, not necessarily because they were good players. Hall of Fame is supposed to be the best players, but if you've been in the you NFL, you can't be in the NFL all time and not be good, Tyrone. No, yeah. yes, you can. There are running backs that have, that that go from team to team to team that aren't that good that kind of like stay around. But do they have Hall of Fame numbers? numbers? That's why they go do team they for Hall team for numbers? team. Yeah, Emmitt Smith. Yeah. That's why they go Emmett team Smith. for team. Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith. 
Emmett Smith was bad at the end of his career and got a lot of numbers, played a lot more years and got more and got more numbers just based on him playing, not based on him being elite anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying guys like that that may have been elite the first, like Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy was elite for like four seasons, and we're calling him one of the greatest running backs ever. Who's we? It's because you live in Philly. He was right. one of the greatest Eagles running backs ever. There's right. no if, no. ands, or buts about it. But forget saying. that for a second. Ed said, anyone seen Joe Namath's numbers? Sometimes it's not stats. Joe Namath made the NFL Broadway after his Super Bowl win. Same thing. Which is my point, which is my point in the beginning. This is what I was saying. Terry Bradshaw has so, that. Uh, so, so what about Frank Gore, who played damn near 20 years in the league? Right. But Frank Gore Frank was only Gore. good for about eight of those 20, No bro. way. Frank Gore was really? damn near a difference maker on every no. team. No, yeah, man, yeah, no. no. He damn near ran no. for 1,000 yards in yeah. his last season, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, he bro. had a different style. There were years in between that 20 where Frank Gore won shit, bro. I know, but Ty, and, showing, yeah. up for work, showing up for work should not count against the player because he was able and healthy. Exactly. Kept himself in shape. Right. It should not that, count right. against. That if you raise right. the standard for stats, right, stats and, a bit, stats and, and, the, and the player's ability are two different things. Like, you can play for a long time and get, it, and get some good stats and not be that good of a player. Well, yeah. Tyrone, like, like you should be able to understand this one. Eli Manning has a bloodline Dang. and a moment. <laughs> three of them. Yes, three of them. We all know three about the bloodline. Come on. You, yeah. you've been big on this. You know about the bloodline. Uh, ever. If you look at <laughs> on, individual <laughs> quarterback stats, Eli's top 10 in every category. Every category. Me. Every single one. Okay. Except for yes. except for wins. But wins is a team game. But here that. Not to not to fully you, speak Jay. for Tyrone, not to fully speak for Tyrone, but I think part two is what in, in some kind of like internal way, what he's trying to talk about is too is like when you look at an Eli Manning and a lot of his numbers when you look game by game were quote unquote in garbage time, trying to catch up. But just like we we're saying, you can't fault somebody for availability which is the best ability, as they say. The best ability is availability. But you can't afford somebody. <clears throat> well, we'll digress on that for a minute. Uh -huh. But you you can't fault somebody. And it, 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 and it sucks because, yo, we can look at like a, a freaking – like a Derek Carr who gets a, who got a lot of – you know, gets a lot of garbage time stats. Sometimes a freaking – a Josh Allen got a lot of garbage time stats when it was like trying to play catch-up, you know what I'm saying? Or oh. uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks who get a lot of garbage time stats trying to play oh. catch-up. So not, not one of you gentlemen have answered my question then, which brings me back to my question. If you want to raise the standards of the Hall of Fame, are you raising them by stats or performance? Because there's a difference. So if you raise stats is performance. How do you raise the standards? If you raise I, them by stats, Jamal said it. I I Jamal, think that they, I'm asking you. I think if that the Hall of Fame be raised, How? I think the Hall of Fame needs to be opened up a little bit more. I think mm. the reins need to be loosened a little bit because there are certain people, in my opinion, that do belong across all sports. But Jamal, answer Tyrone's question if you don't mind. I'm sorry. I think the, the standard should be raised for the most dominant players at each position. 
and it should be uh, a it should be it should it should go by your individual stats. So if we're going to talk about Hall of Fame for wide receivers, let's say we we take in the top five, the top five most dominant wide receivers. Um, what and the 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 only way you can quantify if it can't be measured and counted, it don't exist. So you have to use numbers for it. You can use a little bit of the eye test combined with it, but you have to use numbers for it. And um, I think eventually they everybody gonna be in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? So I think they should. I think they should. They should raise the bar. That's just that's just a person. That's a personal opinion. I like that. Yeah. I yeah. Like I, that. I, and and I, I respect that. that. Like if you if you quote unquote top five or close to top ten statistically, and but but across multiple stats. And then I would say the most important stats. Like what are the most important stats to that contributed to your team winning? Correct. It's the it's your personal stats, and then it's the intangibles after that. You know, um, wins and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It should, it, but it, you, you got to go by stats. You, you have to go by stats right now. Right, but there are many a great players that were on bad teams that 100%. that that need to go in. It just yeah. the bad team aspect makes it a little harder, unless you're a Barry Sanders, which is a and Larry Fitzgerald. Anomaly. Right. Look at Larry Fitzgerald. Spent only right. at the Cardinals. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but that's what I mean too. Like the stat the stats can also taint the talent. Whereas you got Emmett Smith and you got Barry Sanders, and Emmett Smith looks like a more successful running back than Barry Sanders, but Emmett Smith had a better He was more successful. Life. He was more successful. He just wasn't yeah, better. He, no, no, no. Right, I'm just saying. Right, so, so he right. wasn't better than Barry, but but his stats and his numbers and his winning makes him look that way just because of him having an offensive line. That's why I said if you if you switch Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith offensive line, Emmitt would never come close to what he was. He probably but he broke, but he, but he broke the that. rushing record in Arizona. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing about it. Even Robert after Trump, that, I mean, Emmitt Smith, he deserves to get in. Because the body work he did with the Cowboys, it is what it is. He deserves to get in, all right? Um, but the only folks who believe he's actually better than Barry Sanders is in VCR Nation down in Dallas. So Emmitt Smith went, went to the Cardinals, right? And that whole season that he went to the Cardinals to play was basically for him to break the rushing record, right? Which means that, that that's tainted. That's garbage time stats. That's a but long he was already in the, he was already a qualified Hall of Fame. I'm not saying that he yeah. qualified yeah. for the Hall yeah. of Fame. I'm saying that we can tank stats based on players just being able to continue to play. And he get had to get there stats. first. It's not like he got another three thousand yards or ten thousand yards and, rushing with the Cardinals, bro. No, and and like, and to and to continue on, it's not really tainted because then again. Because I, I, I know what you're saying, because in some ways I agree, but we're no, faulting right. him because of his availability. No, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. If they say, Tyrone, if they say, okay, we're going by stats, you need, as a wide receiver, you need, what, 30,000 yards or whatever the yards is to get in, and I got 28, but I'm garbage. I'm, like, not even make barely making teams, right? But I got 28,000. I need 2,000 to get in all the fame. I can probably, because I played long enough, 
Go to a couple of teams and say, hey, man, let me play this year. If I play for three more years, I might going to the fame yards. if you only needed 2,000 no, yards to break your no, rushing I'm record, it, bro. No, I'm saying you it's a fact. If, if Jamal, no, I'm saying if Jamal raises the standards and they say, hey, listen, you need this amount of yards to be considered for Hall of Fame, and I'm 2,000 yards short. I can I can be garbage at that point in my career, and as long as I'm able to get on the field, I can probably get those two thousand yards. But if uh, if but the thing, numbers if were that really, high, my bad. If the numbers were that high of twenty eight thousand yards, <laughs> and, you know, know, as it is, man. You get, get, that's what that's what TJ <laughs> is trying to say. Is like is, get bro. your asses in. <laughs> Fuck that other two. And if you're still able bodied enough, thirty thousand is the standard draft you got in. If you're still able by right, enough said, to go to get garbage time yards and get that thing, then you deserve to get that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. But no, it's, there's, there's so no like, food like system. Said, it's it's going to be nuanced at all of it. The, the ahead, best way we can, like, we like can get, get it wrote is just numbers. Yeah. Joel Embiid was having a Hall of Fame season right now, right? He was a top scorer, best center in the league, hands down. If Joel Embiid never plays another game, he can't get into the Hall of Fame. He cannot get into the Hall of Fame because he wasn't available much of his career. Right. Much of his career. career. Longevity counts. Longevity counts, man. And his playoff record ain't that great either, but we're not going to even get into that. It's just the saying we can't re- reward these guys for having a one great season or a couple of great seasons stringed together and you only played six out of the 12 years that you were in the league and the other six were injury riddled. You can't do that. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve that honor or reward because you're, you're I don't want to say mediocrity, but you, you're just award, rewarding him for the, the, the time, the little bit of time that he was there. You can't do that. Right. Like if somebody got in the hall, right. That was like an okay middle of the road player, but spent twenty five years on the team. I'm okay with awarding rewarding somebody for tenure, like that. But but you have to put in time. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't see like and because we mentioned it in briefly before, but without saying like these positions when I mentioned kicker. But like long snappers can spend twenty plus years in the league. Close to twenty because there's a few position, in the Hall of Fame. There's a but there's their position is but so you know like you're not doing much at long snapper, you know what I'm saying? But if you were on Super Bowl winning teams and played twenty years, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's that level of okay, well that. Super Bowl winner, you know, like this. I, so where Jamal says that there should be a bar, <clears throat> excuse me, it should be at like spots like that. You know, because I I personally do believe, especially with a game of football, baseball is a different story because every position is represented in the Hall of Fame, one way or another. The Baseball Hall of Fame is more of a popularity contest than your stats. And popularity by way of you got to be friends to the reporters who do the voting. Why Barry Sanders ain't in? Don't say the drugs Barry because Bonds. his numbers. Barry Bonds, yeah, excuse me, Barry Bonds ain't in more it's because hate. of his fucking popularity fucking was always negative to the reporters. You know what I'm saying? But NFL wise, I do believe every position 
should be represented by at least one. Because, like yes. I continue to say, every position counts. All 22 offense, defense, plus the other 11 on your special teams units, it all counts. Every piece. At, now, I'm not saying the practice players, because the practice players are important to the success, the overall success of a team. Somebody's got to be there to get you ready each and every week to be the superstar athlete or the game managing quarterback each and every fucking week. But if you're a starter and you're a longtime starter at whatever, like, I, there should be somebody that represents... To me, that's just my opinion. That's just me. I feel you. Yeah, no. Uh, it, like, it's like you said, it's in, it, compared to other sports, one person can't really take over a game. You know what I'm saying? Football is you need all your all your, the parts to be working at the same time to be successful. It doesn't work any. It doesn't work anywhere else. Basketball, one person can take over a game. Baseball. The guy gets up and he can clobber four home runs and four at bats. He can take over a game. Um, maybe even soccer, because the, the one person is so dominant that you're trying to stop him that he can take over a game. You you game plan to stop the one person and you want the other people to beat you. But football, you can't do that. Football, you can't do that. Especially at the quarterback position, because you can be Tom Brady. And every receiver has a case of the dropsies all fucking game. How great of a quarterback are you without people catching the ball? And they blame the quarterback for that. They right. blame the quarterback. They blame the quarterback it's not, because it's unfair. You didn't catch the ball like this. Right. You caught it with your body. You didn't catch it with your hands. But it's the quarterback. Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> but it's the quarterback's fault. It's always the quarterback's fault. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, team gave up. You can't be a great if you're a but quarterback. It's the quarterback's fault, according to Tyrone. <laughs> right, right. If you got a great wide receiver, who's throwing you? I mean, you can't be a great wide receiver without the quarterback, and the wide. Re, the, you can't be uh, a great wide receiver without catching the ball that the quarterback throws to you. No matter how difficult the, the catch, the pass is, you caught that shit. I at that point, the wide receiver says, "I made you look good," which is right. facts because I caught the pass. But they don't because the reporters just say this quarterback threw for four hundred plus plus yards. Well, who did they throw the ball to? They didn't throw it up and let me run under it, do the Mister Perfect fucking promo skit and catch it myself. Wow, for seventy-seven yards. Like you're not doing WWE promo skits with the quarterback. The quarterback doesn't play the game by himself. Do you understand? Did did he does Did I further not make time to throw the ball? You need time to read the defense. Too much. Too much, yo. Too much. It's a lot, man. What else do we have? What else do we have besides? I mean, game predictions. We did that already. Um. Well, I can segue right into this also a voting situation. Uh, I found out something that I did not know um, about the Grammys. You didn't know so, something, Ty? 
No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were Damn. not knowledgeable about something? Whoa, hey, whoa, know, whoa, 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 whoa. Even the best of us. I'm just saying. Um, so when Jay-Z made his point about Beyonce winning, having the most Grammys and not never winning album of the year, I was like, damn, Jay-Z, right, that don't make no sense. But then when I, when that Grammy guy rebuttaled him, that Grammy guy told me something that I did not know. Album of the Year and all of those Grammys are not based on anything public. He literally said that they just have a group of people that go in there that listen to the albums that's in the category and they and they vote, period. It don't have nothing to do with sales. It don't have nothing to do with videos. It don't have nothing to do with nothing. It don't even have nothing to do with even if they know the music or not. stupid. Hold on. But here's the other thing Which he said. stupid. He said that they analyze and vote on the quality of the albums and not actually on like the music subject or anything like that. So that changes things a lot, though. Well, well, to build on that, he also said, and well, the thoughts and opinions on music is subjective, which that's the key words to everything right there. It's always subjective. And to me, that just it speaks of. If people perceive that there's a level of corruption, which there's a level of corruption in every walk of life and every, if you want to take that, that there's a level of corruption, I ain't mad at you because when you're looking at, a, a, and it's only, you can only picture it as a small base compared to the people who actually pay for the music and stuff like that. These people are given the music. How much, and then we could call the question, how much are some of these people paid from some of these labels to not, you know, to vote or nominate or do something to some of these people? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it it blew my mind where more were like, oh shit, Beyonce never won album of the year. Where the the point that I took that made total sense, Jamal, was how do you win? so many categories in a year for songs, writing, all this stuff. All those categories don't carry to say, hey, this album just happened to be the best that year. That's what I think makes the least amount of sense. Well, just like anything else, it's subjective to the people in power who, who finance the shit. It's just like the Oscars, just like everything else. It don't make no sense. They don't got it. They don't... It, this isn't Domingo says it's whoever they feel like should be getting shit. And he was right about it. I know I, I'm not saying Jay-Z was wrong, but I but I always believe that there was a criteria for even getting to Grammy nominations. I believe there was a criteria for how they, certain songs and stuff like that. And it's literally not. They literally go, okay, these are the nominees, and they give them to the 12 people that vote, and they go listen to these 12 albums or songs and come back with what y'all it's, it's like it's not a real criteria or nothing no there is a criteria to even getting close to the nomination there was a criteria there was a criteria for that i'm talking about, I'm talking about for the act once the once all of the nominations are done and they got the, the actual people that they got that are saying these are the categories these are the, the nominees for that category after that he literally was saying like they just get a bunch of people, and those people vote based on listening to it. So it's not 
it's not a public perception where I might be like, damn, Beyonce's album was great and, and millions of people might have bought it and everybody danced to it. And somebody that we don't even know wins the Grammy and we're like, how the fuck did that happen? But now I know how, it, I didn't never know that, that they could just, that it just happened like that. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I, but I think, I, I probably think that the voters do have something that they, that they, they, they kind of unanimously look at, but, if we just take the, well, this person, it's like going back to the Hall of Fame and the stats thing. It's like, well, if this person threw for freaking 40,000 yards, you know, uh, uh, 300 touchdowns in their career, but been sacked 90 times, but this guy got in and threw 46,000 yards, you know, has 200 touchdowns, but won two Super Bowls. Like, what are we balancing it against? Like, oh, is it automatic because the guy won two Super Bowls over the person who had better numbers? You know, or is is the album sale? It's just like, yo, all right, I can almost correlate it to how y'all remember how people used to try to argue down that certain rappers were better than other rappers because rapper A went platinum while rapper B barely went gold. Right. But does see, the sales truly tell isn't that the personal, story? Isn't that, personal, isn't that personal opinion at that point, though? It seems like the Grammys are based on personal opinion because if they have to listen to these albums and they don't like R&B in general, they're not going to favor that album at all in their, in their voting. Well, well, TJ, here's, what I, here, here's how I kind of took it, and I could be wrong. But here's how I kind of took it. You know how record execs and people who who do music listen to music differently than we do. So sometimes they can hear something in the right. production or hear something in the song or hear something in the way the song was made that we don't know about that can that can give them an opinion that one song is better than the other song. And we might listen to the two songs and go, wait, that song's fucking garbage. But then they can come back and go, with the whole hear album, the though? Here it is. Do you hear that? Yeah, the whole album. That's ridiculous. The whole, the whole album <laughs> is crazy, man. That is, you can't that say is. that. Yeah, I can. I can see you saying the song here or there, but not the whole album, dogs. Right, right. And like the your point, especially Tyrone, when there's cause... different producers on the album. You know what I'm saying? And each producer is different in their own way. So, and and some, that I know they're all perfectionists <laughs> in one way or another. And that part there was ahead, I could tie the two together. I'm sorry for jumping in the way I did because it could be somebody like, oh shit, yo, Jaco Pistorius played the played the guitar on this many tracks. Holy shit, like that guy deserves something. And if y'all know, every person who's a piece of an album gets if you win a Grammy, yeah, they get a Grammy. Everybody involved won a Grammy. Oh shit, we want we might want this guy to win because this guy deserves it. You know, fuck it, I'm gonna vote for that. You know what I'm saying? It could be that like that microscopic, like and then back to your earlier point, right? <clears throat> I always argue with people about Eminem, right? And 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 all the people every time they argue with me about Eminem when I try to put him up in GOAT status, they always argue with me, argue with me, argue. And I always say to them, Well, what's your GOAT criteria? What is your criteria for you saying that a rapper's a GOAT? And everything they name, Eminem can fall into that criteria. And then they look at me and they go, and I go, yeah. So, you know what well, I mean? That bad example, because people just don't want to admit, they don't want to prop him up that high because he's white and that's it. They just don't want to, 
They don't want to admit it. They don't want to say it out loud, but that's exactly what it is. Facts. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. But, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go into it, but because you brought it up, like, somebody made, like, a, in my opinion, like an asinine tweet trying to discredit Jay-Z because he stepped out and spoke, you could, what people would say is on behalf of his wife and tried to throw shade like, oh, he uh, he abandoned his friend Dame Dash to to fucking to go this way and earn millions while Dame Dash is still over yeah. here and doing whatever. He uh he sold he sold out the city of Brooklyn and aided to gentrification and the building of the Barclays just for to build you know build more capital. The one part that got me the most, which we've talked about to death on here, was the. They said he sold out the movement of cop from Colin Kaepernick, tried to say he was on the side, and then sold out and took a job with the NFL, basically selling out the movement, disregarding the movement. When that point, what I, I stuck on that comment the most because I was talking to people at work yesterday, I was just like, does that asshole person who made that tweet realize the super the the job that Jay Z took was pretty much to curate the halftime shows, right? Every halftime show since he's been in that spot, if not all of them, have been black as fuck. That 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 was gonna be my point. That was gonna be my <laughs> point. Oh, like. He 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 took a job and he and the halftime show is made by black artists that are still going to perform at the halftime show regardless. You don't you don't give up. See, th this is the thing. People always think that people are supposed to sacrifice their shit for other people's shit. And it's like, yeah, Kaepernick, you made a stand, yeah, I stand with you, but you don't give up that job. For no reason, under no circumstances, as a black man in Jay-Z's position, do you turn that fucking job down? Because guess what? Yeah. You might can make more. You might can make more moves on the inside than you can make on the outside. So yeah, even if I even if I was standing with Kaepernick, I take that NFL job, and then maybe I can get in there, and maybe I can talk to some people inside that maybe I can help. But you don't. I'm not. You know that's why I was talking to y'all last week about how far does y'all morality go? Because like you turn down that job to take a, like you don't turn down that job. Just like if you're a black artist during that time and they ask you to do the Super Bowl halftime show, listen, you ask me to do Super Bowl halftime show, I might say, "Hey, Kaepernick, I, I'm with the kneeling and everything, but I'm I'm doing that performance. Like that's something that's like a bucket list thing. You can't turn that down. You know what I mean? And it, to my understanding, it doesn't even pay well, if at all. It's just a look, but. It's also what you do within said look. Right. Right or wrong, TJ Jamal. It's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge look. All right. To take have your name associated with it to Super Bowl. That's bringing more people to your brand, your product, whatever it is, because you are yeah, associated with the Super Bowl. That brings the casual, average person that doesn't give a shit about football until the Super Bowl to take notice. You understand? Who who does listen to music but doesn't pay attention to the sport? So, yeah, you you it it, it it's a it's a big deal. It, it it definitely is a big deal. Like you said, it's been black as fuck ever since. And you know, he's trying to help advance the people. He's not trying to hurt just one person. He's trying to advance the people. He's trying to put 
We didn't have any other people. I don't know of any other black people in that position before Jay-Z took that job. Do you? Sam, it's just like when it comes to critiquing Jay-Z. Yeah, Jamal. When it comes to critiquing Jay-Z, I mean, the man is not without flaws. He's a capitalist, 100%. You know what I mean? He's a capitalist, 100%. But, like, a lot of the criticism he gets, people aren't even qualified to critique him because of the, the type of moves he makes requires such a different thought process that those folks aren't qualified. They don't to, to get the level he is, you can't think a certain way. You just can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a capitalist. He just, I don't agree with everything he, he does either, but like I mean, to advance the way he does, it's just beyond some people's, you know, scope of thought. And it, that, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? And um, and as a billionaire capitalist, yeah, I mean, you, you ever known a, a, a honest billionaire? Right, that's that quote is <laughs> that, quote, that quote is one of the most truest things I've ever heard. So I mean, yeah, yeah he, some a little bit shady, a little bit stuff, but I mean, we 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 need folks in them spaces, and he's, you know, whether you like him or not, if he's in those spaces and gets successful, you don't gotta like him, but he looks like you look like, so it makes it easier for you to advance in that space, for us as a people to get in those spaces, right. and you know, so it's. And I, and I talk like this, and I move how I move, and I'm a bum. If I was a billionaire, shit, you can't tell me nothing. And I'm going to repeat what I've been standing on within the whole Kaepernick movement. We spited almost 80% of the other people of color in the league for one person. For one person. So a lot of the people who did step aside, they didn't, they weren't as invested fan-wise as we were in the sport in general. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But but I respect when you got when you want to stand on your business, you stand on your business. But it's also, but what about everybody else? What about everybody else within that picture? It's not like people didn't disagree with him, even though some people did disagree. No. But it... But that Kaepernick shit to me should have stopped almost immediately because when he started it, it was about, you know, black lives and about, you know, brutality on black people and all that. But as soon as they started talking about the flag and the military and they changed their whole narrative, that was it. Once the black part was out of it, I don't want to hear it no more. I wanted to get back to football because I don't care about the flag, the military, the president, the disrespect. All of that shit was not what that whole thing was about. Exactly. So once they changed the narrative, that shit was over for me. Exactly. But to put it back to Jay-Z, like it's again, it's it's people out there. The Jay-Z hate is crazy to me because it's people that if they were in his tax bracket. Yeah, mate, you might have done things differently. No, but you ain't you ain't in his tax bracket, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. They ain't talking about they didn't talk about Dane bringing in Cameron on on all his Harlem homies, though. They don't bring that up. Jay-Z didn't have nothing to do with that. Dane basically brought in all his Harlem homies to take over Jay-Z's company. A company so, that they were partners in at right. that. And sometimes business dealings. Make you separate. The mm-hmm. person who made that tweet tried to say, "Oh, he 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 abandoned his friend." 
who said that throughout that whole business relationship they were even like the closest of friends? They might have played so on TV. Also, also, yeah. I don't know. If- that was probably an alliance, man. Eh, whatever. It's, it's- what? right. <laughs> no one's. Yeah. Also, side, so wait. Don't I don't know well. if anybody. I don't know if anybody saw that video where Dane was he like screaming on them people at Def Jam. He was like, "This is my artist. This is my artist. This, that, and the third. And I was like, "But he's not your artist. You guys brought this in together at the same time. You y'all made this happen." So you can't really say he's your artist. He was managing. Without him, you don't have Rockefeller them. records. So he's not. Yeah, but he was kind I of understand managing. That, so but it's, it's just it like. Is, it's a symbiotic relationship, though. Like they they do. They do uh, that, that's one. a great. That's a gray area. True. True indeed. True indeed. Right. Just the, but you don't got no artists if I don't distribute his stuff. That's all I'm saying. That I'm the distributor. <laughs> so if I don't put this shit out. You can take him out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But the the, the Jay-Z hate is just it just it makes no damn sense. Yeah. It makes no damn sense. I mean Jamal Brooklyn. The valid uh, the one valid point, the one valid point could be perceived to be the Barclay Center deal. I mean, again, like I said. The man is not without flaws, you know. Who is, you know? Right. People are definitely shades of gray, but I mean, you should want all your your favorite rip rappers to ascend to levels like that, you know, to yep. move into the in, to move into those spaces. Um, and he has to be applauded for where he came from to where he is now, for his quality of thought, his instinct, his cunning, you know. His, his understanding of business, that shit has to be applauded. You know what I mean? He's, you've seen an entire generation, those first two or three generations of rappers, a lot of, there's no old timers day for them. They, you know, they they came, they created the culture, and they don't got nothing to show for it. And it's, it's fucking terrible. Right. And right. you have a rapper like this now who's said, this is not going to be me. It's not going to happen to me. And I want that for all of, all of hip hop. What he has, I want that for all of hip hop, right? Because right, most rap. We, Go ahead. We've created the, the most profitable and influential movement of the last hundred years, and yeah. everyone else has has earned off of it and gotten rich off of it, except for the creators. We created the number one culture going today. So I'm saying, yeah, and so. Um, I'm not going to be mad at that dude, and they may think he's arrogant. Well, you know what? He deserves to be arrogant. Fuck, whatever. It is what it is. He's, he he stands on his business. He says, you know, he proves himself to be correct. You know what I mean? And um, again, he thinks in a, in, a, in a level that he thinks in a way that most of the people who critique him just can't think. So they they can't they can't connect with him. Anymore. Right. He's not going to stay the same dude he was and when he me- first come through. And maybe outside of maybe like Andre 3000, every rapper in this game is trying to get where Jay Z is at. Of course, financially, just, just influ- influential rap. wise, everybody and yeah. anyone in business is to get to that. You're right. They're trying to get there. They're trying to get there. And, and that's from and the underground the and lower. From yeah, and you can see from the results that they they're just not doing what it 
or they don't have the knowledge or the, the cunning, like you said, the instinct to make that shit happen for themselves the way he did. You know what I'm saying? It just it's just not there. Everybody can't be at the top as much as we want them to be. There's 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 levels like everything. There's levels to this shit, and Jay Z is operating at the highest level right now. Yep. And, and besides his money, his influence and his power and his name carries weight. And you know, you want that type of respect where you can carry that type of weight. And if you're not doing things to get there, or it's, it's, like you said, they got flaws. If it's compromising your morality, like Lisper says, or is compromising your ideals, then you're not going to get there. You're not going to get, you're going to have to step on a few necks. You're going to have to step on a, a, a few people's toes. You're going to have to cut people off that you, sh- that you might believe that shouldn't be. But like Benny the Butcher's album says, everybody can't go. Everybody can't go. And that's what it is. You can't, everybody can't go there. And with that being said, we out. No closing shout-outs and all that. I'll tell y'all what happened in a minute. But we got to close the show because I have to get up. All right? Okay. Peace, y'all.